Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one possessed Frodo at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And uh, today we're going to be talking about Minute 150, 150. Uh, hooray. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> which, <laughs> which starts with uh, Frodo looking at Faramir and horror i guess um and ends with this guy one of the soldiers rangers soldiers what are they rangers i guess but they're not really they're wilderness soldiers that makes them rangers but like they're not like rangers with a capital r like aragorn is i mean i guess i thought that was just like culturally exclusive like the the people of the north are just rangers now because they don't have anything else and, and i get that i guess that's kind of implied by the way butterbur says he's one of those rangers yeah as far as like D D goes like these guys are rangers yeah they're not park rangers though maybe that's why they're super into the lake it's all about that conservation the forbidden pool oh yeah so anyway um <laughs> the line this guy says Osgiliath is under attack they call for reinforcements we went on a little roundabout there I don't know. I was just getting to the bottom of who this guy is. I don't. I feel like we've seen him before, but we haven't. Is this like his only line? Probably. Probably. It's not his second in command. No, it's not the old guy. This guy's a lot younger. Maybe it's his third or fourth in command. This is my third in command. Also, like, who is they? Ostensibly, it's Osgiliath. But, like, how far away are they from Osgiliath? And. How did the message get here? What? It's just so... What does anyone expect reinforcements from this far away to do? Right. I am interested to learn about their spy network, I guess, or how they get information from one far-off place to another far-off place. Like, they have the intel earlier that Rohan is, like, being attacked by Saruman, and they're all holed up in Helm's Deep. Mm-hmm. Like, how far away are they from Asgiliath? Like, why isn't Faramir in the city that he's supposed to be protecting? Because, obviously, he was taken off that duty. I guess he got demoted. He let them take it on a whim, Cassandra. <laughs> I guess. Thanks, Denethor. So he was given pool duty. Yeah, what does Denethor care about this stupid freaking pool? It's just somewhere, it, it's just a way for him to exercise his power it's over It's so Faramir. arbitrary. Oh yeah, for sure. It's, it's super arbitrary. Stupid. It, yeah, it's just a pool. It's just here in the middle of the woods. Not hurting nobody. Not doing anything. And yet, it must be protected under pain of death. Yeah, what the heck? Is there, like, buried treasure at the bottom, or... Maybe. Because, like, is that Have they been holed up in this bat cave for a while? I don't know, man. Just... Like, in the 
In the book, Faramir makes it explicitly clear to Gollum that it's not just, like, the fish that are forbidden. It's even setting your foot in the water of the pool. Right. So, why? I don't know. Is it a magic pool? I mean, this is just nothing I've... This is just something I've never really questioned until trying to think about it this until, deeply. Until, like, needing to question it? Yeah, until, like, scrutinizing it like this. Because I'm just like, <laughs> oh, it's just whatever. It's just, like, the king's forest. Who cares? Yeah, but the forest makes sense. It's like a plot of land. This is like a single pool. It's not even a lake or a pond. It's like a swimming hole. Yeah, there's just... Is this Denethor's private bath away from it's, Gondor? It's like, not what is like this it's place? like a reservoir for the people of Gondor. It's a freaking pool. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That's where he has his sweet pool parties on the weekend. His sexy pool parties. I don't want anything. I don't know. I never want to think of the word sexy pool party and Denethor in the same. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> All right, we're done here. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we're <laughs> so. We're from the of, website totallygenre.com. Speaking of things unseen, apparently. Wait, it, were we? Or things you don't want to see, I guess. So, you know, the Bilbo, like, crazy face. Like, Corrupted by the Ring, Reaching for the Ring thing. Oh, do I? They were gonna do... How could do, I forget? They were gonna do something like that here. With Frodo? With Frodo. Like, protecting the ring from Faramir. That's weird. They apparently got really close to doing it, like but Like a then, Frodo demon face? Yeah. Or, like, Frodo done up to look more like Gollum. Like, balding and patchy with the snaggle teeth. What? And then it just morphs into this face? And then just goes back to being Frodo. How? Why? To show the ring's influence on him, like, directly. The way that we saw what it could have done to Bilbo. But Bilbo didn't go bald. Yeah. His eyes just bugged out a little. Yeah, the I think the the commentary, they talk about it like being as like a Faramir sees Gollum in Frodo kind of deal. Oh, like he has an hallucination? Or like he understands what this thing does. Like he makes some sort of mental connection between like the ring and Gollum's physical state is maybe what they were going for. But he doesn't care. It's a chance for Faramir to prove his quality or show his quality. Yeah. But, you know, they ultimately decided not to do it because it's silly. Yeah. So they just didn't do it. But it's apparently something they were planning on doing for a while. Like, it was something they were going to try to figure out how to do and then eventually abandoned it. That's so weird. Like a weird Frodo face morph thing. Like freaking Animorphs in the middle of (laughs) Lord of the Rings. Like, what are the stages of Frodo morphing into Gollum? I think it would have probably still been just like a brief flash like the Bilbo scene. I don't think there would have been anything slow about it. Because you can't. You can't dwell on something like that. It just doesn't work. Right. Like, it would have to be a quick flash of, like, when Frodo, like, kind of shouts and scurries away of, like, him looking like Gollum for a second, or him looking old and broken and disheveled like Gollum for a second. Just this flash, like, the effect of the ring on Bilbo. That's so weird. Yeah? That's really bizarre. I'm glad that they didn't do that because that's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) 
Plus, like, Faramir isn't concerned with connections between Frodo and Gollum and the ring at the moment because all he's thinking about is getting his hands on it. Right. But maybe, like, making that connection is what gives him pause. That's probably the kind of idea they were going for. Just like if I'm if I'm carrying this thing, I'm gonna wind up like that creature I just beat the tar out of. But he doesn't because he makes quite a face. Like his his whole expression starts to change after Frodo like really shies away, and Sam starts yelling at him about the ring. Right. Like he seems to start to be understanding this before he's interrupted by this guy that comes in to tell him that Osgiliath needs reinforcements. Well, I don't think he reaches that point until the very end of the movie when he lets them go. Like, well, that yeah. seems premature to me. Because this moment of realization was interrupted. He wasn't allowed to process it. Oh. he could. Okay, depending on how far away Osgiliath is, there's plenty of marching time. I'm sure he has time to process it. Yeah, but that's not the way movies are framed. When you're not looking at the characters, they're in stasis. There, there's no development takes place not on screen. That's just a thing of movies. Yeah, I guess so. But also... You can't... Because any developments in the plot off screen need to be like flashbacked or described and it just takes up more time. Right. So it's easier to just do absolutely no development of plots or characters except when you're looking at them. Well, it's easier to just make Faramir not an asshole. Uh- <laughs> I mean, not necessarily easier. I mean, as far as plot things go. It just slows the movie down. Not that parts of this don't kind of make the movie drag a little through this section, but for the most part, I think all these scenes kind of work. But yeah, they were going to do like a weird Frodo face morph thing and then decided not to, which is just, sure guys, I guess. It's just Peter Jackson trying to think of all the crazy things he can do. Yeah. With this thing called a budget. <laughs> what if we had Aragorn fight Sauron on the slopes of Mount Doom? Yeah, yeah that'd okay. be sick. No. That'd be sick, bro. Be a little silly. <laughs> a little? Just a little. Though I, like, secretly mourn the fact that we never get hot Sauron. Right, you know. <laughs> Archangel Sauron in, like, his beautiful form. Right. You know, like, you know, like, Lucifer as an angel kind right. of deal. Yeah. We never get that. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Uh, Anathar? Something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. The name he uses among the elves in antiquity when he's forging the rings. Oh. Some, I would have to look it up and it would take too much time for me to do in the middle of, like, recording. Didn't the elves, like, know that he worked with Morgoth? He showed up in disguise as just this guy. This hot guy. Just be like, hey, I know all these secrets of crafts. <laughs> Let me help you make Allow these. Allow me to use your forge. And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. He's hot. <laughs> I will show you how to make these magic rings. <laughs> and then he's just like, you know, he makes nine for guys, makes seven for dwarves, and then... He goes and does his own thing for a little while, and the elf guy makes three more for elves. Yeah, that's rude. Like, he uses their their workshop, and then he doesn't even make a gift? No, he wanted to, but uh, 
I mean, I What's know his it's name? it's bad gift, but What's your name? My brain can't remember <laughs> the name of the guy that made the elven rings. Oh. Um Celebrimbor? Yes. That might be right. I Someone's might... <laughs> like throwing something against the wall and it's, it's blankety blank. Because Kirdan is the ship guy. Is the shipwright. Galadriel's husband is um Celeborn. Celeborn, yeah, I think it's Celebrimbor. I think it's Celebrimbor. <laughs> that sounds correct. Yeah. At least I definitely know that there is an elf named Celebrimbor. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Out there somewhere. <laughs> Whether or not he is directly responsible for ring witchcraft, I'm not sure. But that sounds With his correct. ring witchery. <laughs> so he he like went to the elves and he was gonna make elven rings, but then he went to like give out the sixteen he had already made. But why didn't he make them first? Like as a token of like, because the elves would have been like such a big get. I yeah, guess. but because the elves would be the hardest to corrupt, so it would take the longest to make the rings. So he was just getting as much as possible before. Oh, he was just like warming up. It's just like, oh yeah, humans are stupid. I'll make humans are easy. <laughs> humans are easy. Dwarves were easier to corrupt than elves, but had their own difficulties because their greed and want of power causes them to become isolationist and still not listen to Sauron. Right. Which is why he had to like sick dragons on dwarves to get some of the rings back. Murder by dragon. I still wonder about that. Right? Murder. Dragon. All right. This dragon had murder in his heart. I mean, it's an intelligent creature, so I guess you can't call it an accident. That's true. It's like manslaughter by dragon. Man. <laughs> he just, like, sits on the dwarf. It's like, oops, my bad. So, so manslaughter is accidental murder. Right. <laughs> he just, like, comes in for a landing and... Just boom. <laughs> oh, didn't see you there. Sorry, during the second, I don't know. <laughs> How many of you are there? Too many. Who cares? Lost a Durin. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know, man, but the the rings. So yeah, he went, he went to do his own thing. And then before he could make elven rings of his own, Celebrimbor made some. And because Sauron never touched them, he couldn't directly corrupt the elves through them. But because they were made with a process that he created, if he can, if he's close enough to them when their power is used, he can tap into them and corrupt those rings. But he hasn't for like thousands of years. They've never been used close enough to him for him to do it. That's why the that's why Galadriel and and Elrond and Curdan stayed in their realms and have have not left them with and used the power of their rings. But Gandalf. Just goes wherever the heck. He went to Gondor with it. Yeah, but he the only time he's used the power of that ring... Was against the Balrog? Was, like, maybe against the Balrog, yeah. And even and even then, like, people debate whether or not he was using the power of that ring against the Balrog. But, I, I mean, mean why it's the you? Ring of Fire, so... Yeah. He's fighting a fire beast. I'm gonna protect myself. Does it have fire resistance, or, like... Probably. It's, I imagine it makes him immune to fire. It's like plus five fires. <laughs> Way more than that. I think it's like immunity. He probably could walk on lava with it on. Well, that's just cheating. Well, yeah. He's wizard Jesus. Whatever. Yeah, that's fair. 
walk on lava instead of water. Wizards OP. Yeah, and so, like, the, the, the whole ring thing, but thinking of the rings, in the, the commentary they also talk about how every time there's a close-up of the ring, they used an oversized ring just to make it look gigantic when the camera was close to it. Right. So they never used an actual scale-sized ring for close-ups, ever. It's always a ring that is too big for what they're actually using it for. Mm. And the camera's really close. That's cool. Because they really just want to sell the weight of the ring. Right. But that's all I got for, like, technical notes. This minute is just, like, Faramir staring, lusting for power at the ring. And then Frodo's just like, and runs away. So this... Sam gets mad. This um, really high-pitched singing, is that what you were talking about with the ring theme? Yeah, that's supposed to be related to the ring and that separates it from pieces of sound mixing used for the ring prior to this okay and there's there's still some of that alan howard whispery sauron voice yeah but nowhere near as much of it as there has been with other uses of the score with the ring when the ring has been centered on stuff Mm -hmm. so this is this is the ring being separated from sauron and the score that's cool yeah that's yeah that's what i was this is really what I was getting at yesterday. Is like what happens here. Like the music starts at the end of last minute. Right. But it's more prevalent here. And then it gets like almost whistly in places yeah, here. Yeah. It's As, a lot of people just staring at each other. Yeah. Tensely. David Wenham's good face. <laughs> it's a quality face. This- He's already showing his quality, dude. It's in his face. Right? It's that strong profile. Yeah. Those steely blue eyes. Meow. (laughs) (laughs) So Elijah Wood is like, is strangely very good at that eye flutter thing. The one where he looks like he's being possessed by the devil. Yeah. Like, (laughs) because a lot of times I see that in movies and like someone does it. I'm just like, that looks really stupid and silly. Well, I mean, he does have a lot of practice. Because he does it a lot, I feel like, especially yeah. in this one. Yeah, he's done it because he did it in the Dead Marshes, too. Yeah. And then he's going to do it before he says, they're here. Man, poltergeist. Yeah, he does it like at least three times in this movie. But he's he's weirdly quite good at making it look like natural. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't look, it doesn't really look forced. Where in like a lot of horror movies where you see people do that, it just looks really silly. I think that we're just used to his face. That's also possible. Like, he's he's been making weird faces this entire, like, movie and a half. So. See, my favorite weird Frodo face is in Return of the King. Oh, okay. When he's, like, swatting at imaginary flies. I have no memory of this. It's like when they're in Mordor and he's, like, every so often he's just, like, swatting. And he's looking off into the middle distance all slack-jawed. And it's supposed to be him, like, swatting at flies that aren't there because they're just hungry and delirious. Okay, this sounds horrifying. Yeah. Mordor's a terrible place. The very air you breathe is a poison. <laughs> we are from the website duelinggenre.com. I think that wraps up this week. Yeah. Um, check us out there. Check out the other podcasts that we've mentioned. Uh, we also have an Amazon 
affiliate link. So if you, like us, do most of your online shopping on that site. Um, that behemoth. Yes. Check us. Uh, go ahead and use our affiliate link and um, we'll uh, get a cut of those sweet, sweet Amazon bucks. I mean, like, we're all going to watch the Lord of the Rings thing. We're all going to give our money to whoever the heck that What's his name? Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Well, like, uh, we might as well get a little cut of that sweet cash, too. So <laughs> if you aren't so inclined, um, check that out. And if you need another Movies by Minute podcast to fill your, your empty days, there are a lot of them listed on uh, moviesbyminutes.com. And we will be back on Monday to talk more about Osgiliath, I guess. Yeah, and I think we're going to see Aragorn again next week. Oh, God, about time. I'm, like, tired of hanging out with these guys. Just tired of David Wenham's face. The inferior face. rangers. <laughs> I was going to say, you're tired of David Wenham's no, face? No, no, I did not say that. I'm tired of hanging out with, like, this crew. Like, we see David, David Wenham's face near constantly in the last two weeks. Yeah. It hasn't overstayed its welcome. Two and a half weeks. However, just... I'm ready for a change of scenery. I... I'm Doing... over the the Forbidden Pool National Park or whatever the heck, since they're rangers. FPNP. <laughs> I guess it would be a national monument. It's not even. It's not even a national park. It's just <laughs> there's the Forbidden Pool. No trespassing. <laughs> Do not touch. Uh, special thanks as always to our Patreon associate producer Ed Foster. <laughs> what you can't see around the pool. Is one of those crappy, like, single bar fences. Yeah. Like, like at a don't park. don't feed the olifants or whatever. Yeah, but it, it's, like, eight <laughs> feet away from the shore, so you can't see it any of those shots. But it's just one of those crappy, like, lead pipe single bar fences. <laughs> it's falling apart. It's kind of rusty. It's yeah. Like we haven't had any government subsidized <laughs> payments in a while. Um, special thanks to Ed Foster. For being a cool, cool guy. And we'll be back on Monday. Bye. Bye.